Hey, everybody, and welcome to The Batch Report. Um, we're just going to jump right into week eight here because... All right, let's do it. You know, honestly, this episode, it felt like it dragged to me. Like, there was not that much content for the amount of time it took up. So this episode starts off with JoJo taking the place of Chris. Chris. So how do you feel like JoJo did as like a replacement? Uh, I actually think she did really well. And I wonder if she's there looking for someone to replace him long term. Because I also have noticed Chris Harris has been doing other shows. Which he's been doing those other shows for a while as well. But I do feel like at some point he's going to want to retire. And they may be kind of looking for someone to like alleviate at least a little bit of that responsibility. Yeah. So she comes in unless the boys know. Um, and the boys receive a date card. Yes, and they find out that Zach gets the first one-on-one date. And this date, to me, was, like, really lacking something. They, like, went to take wedding photos, which is awkward as hell. And because well, they start with the romantic photos. Even before the date, I've already kind of been getting weird vibes about Zach. Mm-hmm. And I said this last episode. Yeah. You know, and I still feel the same way. And this date kind of, like, solidified that for me. And then, so Tasha's like hesitating about even wanting to put on the wedding dress kind of thing. And then he's like, oh, are you ready? Like, is it okay? Like, are you ready? And she's like, oh, yeah, it's totally fine. But you can tell she's hesitating about the idea of the date. However, there is this really cool character, Franco Locasta, the photographer. Yeah. And he's like totally groovy. He is really freaking cool. But uh, And he's like kind of getting them pumped up about the photos. But the... I feel like they should have been, like, Zach and Tasia don't really mesh well. Like, I don't feel like they they have different energies. They were kissing a lot, but they, like, lacked chemistry to me. And she kept saying words, like, about how much she liked him and how much she enjoyed him and everything else. But I felt like the words were, like, empty. Yeah, we did think this was a really lacking first date. But the dinner spot was really cute that they ate at. And not, like, lacking in substance, but just, like, since when would that ever be something you would do for the first date, right? Mm -hmm. Like, especially with someone you haven't even really met. Like, I've seen it done as, like, a group date where people will put on, like, wedding dresses and take photos. And, like, it's fun because it's, like, a group thing and they're all, like, they'll be like, oh, you're, like, the hillbilly bride. Or you're, like... The Nordic part. Like, like, they do like fun like twists on it. Yeah. Whereas like this was just like oh They had some fun outfits. At the end, yeah. but at the beginning it was her coming out in a wedding dress and him wearing what he would wear if they were at a wedding and her having to walk like walk up to him and do that whole thing. And then so at dinner we find out that he's actually been married before. Well, actually right before dinner they do like a little picnic and he tells this awful story about his past. Yeah, so we find out that one, he had a brain tumor when he was, like, in his early 20s, which led to prescription drug use, which led to harder drug use and alcohol while he was married. And then he was like, oh, so that's why we got divorced. Which then in the scenes for the next, they do show him getting upset about a lie detector test where he had to say he yeah. cheated on somebody. And I was like, well, of course he cheated on his wife. Like, yes. if he's doing hard drugs and partying, like, what, like... I also felt like this story was not well developed by him like Mm -hmm. one i feel like it was too much too fast 
two, I didn't really feel like he was telling his story. Mm-hmm. He was just telling an awful story. Yeah. Right? Like, it wasn't like, and that's how I overcame drug abuse. Well, like, it was more like, well, then he said, I got, I got a divorce, you know, fell down a hill, busted my brain open, like, you know, really bad. And then he's just like, it didn't really sound like he had, he, it wasn't his. Like, but he went to rehab and now he's on the board at the rehab. But yeah, but it doesn't sound know. like his story. It just sounds like a recollection of what happened to him, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Like, it would be one thing if he was like, and you know, I learned a lot from this story. And like, here are the things I learned. And this is how it's made me a stronger person. And like, this is why I think I'm ready to move on. Like, he didn't mm-hmm. say any of that. It was just like a sob story kind of. Yeah. And like, she was supposed to feel bad for him. And she did feel bad for him. And I think that's why she decided to give him a rose. So before we move on to well, the somewhat sexy group date. Well, they go on a little... They go on a theme park ride. They do. I just feel like it was so boring. They go up with a thing and she's like, I have butterflies. And I was like, because you're scared of heights and you're at the top of a Ferris wheel. Of course you have butterflies. And then they just wanted to create a romantic moment for them. And I felt like the entire time they just lacked so much chemistry that I just like, I really hated this date. I just don't like Zach. I don't know. I can't get on board with Zach. I just can't. move on from this awful date. But the next date is a little bit sexier. But before we talk about the sexy date, I got to tell you about some sexy stories from our sponsor, Dipsy. So the holiday season can bring feelings of stress, anxiety, even loneliness. This year more than ever, and when you're feeling overwhelmed, pleasure is often the first thing that gets overlooked, even though it's exactly what might help the most. Make your sexual wellness a priority with Dipsy and start feeling like yourself again. Dipsy is this audio app that's full of short, sexy stories designed to turn you on. Each Dipsy story features characters that feel like real people in immersive scenarios, so you feel like you're right there. I know we listened to one about, like, a cowboy on a ranch and, like, the farm girl and this whole thing. And, like, they have some really fun, creative stories on there. And they have new releases every single week, so there's always more to explore, no matter who you're into and what turns you on. Dipsy also does wellness sessions, so you can learn more about yourself, and they have like bedtime stories, they have soundscapes to help you relax before you drift off. They have like this huge range of stories, so you should go check them out, because for listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering a 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash batch report. That's a 30-day free trial when you go to dipsastories.com slash batch report. Once again, that is dipsystories.com slash batch report. And... Next up, we have one of Andrew's personal favorite sponsors, Theragun. Oh, yeah. Andrew loves the Theragun. I love the Theragun, especially since I've been working out more. The Theragun Gen 4. She especially amazing. loves it when I use it on her back. Yeah, when my shoulders are super tight and tense, it's amazing. And it takes off the stress of daily life just enough like it relieves that muscle pain that muscle tension and it's so if you don't know what they're gonna is it's this handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combination of depth speed and power and it's super quiet like it's quiet it's an electric toothbrush which is awesome that's because the all-new gen 4 theragun has a proprietary brushless motor that's so quiet you'll even wonder if it's on 
while you soothe your aching muscles with Theragun signature power, aptitude, and effectiveness. And they have the Theragun app, which is amazing. You can say, oh, I'm going to bed soon. I want like a like massage that's going to help me fall asleep. And it'll tell you exactly where and for how long, and it'll automatically change the speed for you and tell you to use more or less pressure. It's just super smart. So you guys can try the Theragun for 30 days. There's no substitute for the Theragun Gen 4 with an OLED screen, personalized Theragun app, and the quiet and power you need. Starting at only $199. Go to theragun.com slash batch report right now and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's theragun.com slash batch report, theragun.com slash batch report. All right. Yeah. So moving on to the sexy group date. So this group date is basically everyone except for Easy and Zach because we find out that Easy gets to go on the second one-on-one date of the episode. So at the beginning, you find out that there's like these nude models and they are going to have to draw the nude models. And everybody's like, oh man, are we going to have to get naked? Yeah, Blake is like, I don't want to get naked for a third time. Like, I don't want to do that. And then Noah sits down next to Tasia and Bennett's like, um, this is my seat. There's assigned seats. This is my seat. And like bullies Noah out of the seat. That was not an assigned seat. I know. It was really bad. And then, you know, he knows that it wasn't an assigned seat because he's like, I totally did that. (laughs) Yeah. And then Noah goes and sits down and is like realizing there's no assigned seats. And he's like, Bennett, what a tool. So they're like glaring at each other back and forth. And then... (laughs) It's kind of like a very funny type of feud thing. They were basically, from what I saw of the nude paintings they did of these people, most of them were very subpar They're like very not that great. They look like a bunch of elementary school children trying to draw nude people. Which I don't know why. I mean, I guess I've taken more art, but you think that... Or maybe they weren't showing the good ones on purpose. That could be true. That could be true. Or like true. ones that were more like realistic. Maybe they weren't showing because they have could to have had a really great block one. them out. So then after that, they have to like make things out of clay that remind them of their relationship with Tasia. Okay, I found that none of the things really reminded me of their relationship with Tasia. But the thing is, they had to do it blindfolded. And while they were blindfolded, Bennett took it upon himself. To make out a little bit with Tasia. Oh, in yeah. Fr- in the same room as all the other guys who had no clue because everyone had that their blindfolds on. That was a sneaky on. thing. But I bet it turned Tasia on. Which, they had some interesting clay things. Like, one guy's like, this is a pepperoni pizza. Because everyone Blake loves pepperoni pizza. didn't even pizza. try to fake it. He just made it a penis. We're, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what it Which was. Which reminds me of Liam on The Bachelorette. Um, New Zealand. New Zealand. Because he made, like, the penis cake when they had to make cakes. Yeah. Which he did think that was funny. But I feel like Blake also, he, I think he kind of, one, feels and also looks at his position in the house as kind of, like, in the blinders Mm -hmm. a little bit. Because, one, he's had to, like, dig his way out of the commitment that he made to Claire. Mm -hmm. And then... He's already behind by the time he's dealt with those emotions. So he's kind of like... I think he's just just having a good time at this point. Yeah, I think he's just there. And he's just like, if she wants to try to see if there's chemistry here, great. But if not, then I'm just going to like have fun. Yeah. So the last thing they did on this date was they had to do like a self-portrait. And I felt like no one actually drew themselves for one. And they all... Except for Ben did. He did. But 
they all start like telling stories. Oh yeah, it's really. They'll awful. be like, so Blake's bad. like, this is a turtle dove because turtle doves are one of the only monogamous birds. His story didn't even make. It wasn't even. It was like, what do you? He was like, about? my dad philandered a lot, so therefore. Yeah. I want to be more like a turtle dove or something like that. And I then, know he came from a good place, but it was like... And then Riley no. had photos of like the sky and some birds and was like, I told really my touching. mom yeah. that all the thing that got me through life was thinking about spending time with my future daughter. I mean, he has a very touching it was, story. It was, it was a nice story for Riley, but... But I also feel like he kind of like puts himself in a box, mm-hmm. you know, like, well, at 20 years old, all you could talk about was your future child. And it's like, well, you know, like, let your give yourself a break. Don't be so hard on yourself. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I feel like he's just being like very, like, I, I know the path that I have to take no matter what. Which he was someone thing. they showed in the scenes for the next, which I usually don't like to talk about the scenes for the, for the next, but they did show him in the scenes for the next, like breaking down and being like, is this the point I need to like pull myself out? Yeah. Because he was like, there's something she doesn't know. And like, I can't, like, I don't want. It's like, I already have a daughter and I'm fighting for her in custody. I don't know. Custody. Matter. That's why I got my lawyer's degree. I, I got don't know. my lawyer's degree. I don't know what yeah. it's going to be. I actually, it actually surprises me that there's any drama surrounding Riley. Yeah. Because he seemed like the, per- like the least likely person to have drama. Yeah. And that so. was actually pretty brave of him to like come out and say some of that stuff in front of all the other guys. Mm-hmm. I thought, you know, in a private matter, that might have been more appropriate. But Ben was the only one who drew himself. And he also got naked. Because he like looked down at his painting. He was the last one. I think one. he was just like, my... I feel so underwhelmed by what I've created. But I actually liked his the best. But I feel like looking at it, he thought he looked like a child kind of. Well, and, and so... he was like, well, how am I going to have a story about something where I just literally drew myself? Mm-hmm. And everyone else did all these really abstract things. So he walks out of the room, comes back in, and it's naked. And was like... I give you all. I give you all. I give you my body. I, I give, give you, you my, my insides. It was a little cheesy... But, but it also was very um, courageous. So after this, like, Tasia goes in the back room and she's crying because, like, every single guy had a sob story, basically. And then... She's moved by Ben. Well, and then she invites all of them to the evening portion, which I think the only conversation that really mattered in this evening portion was her conversation with Ben. Well, didn't... Um, yeah, that's pretty much the only one that really mattered. Like, she had conversations with other people, but the only one that I feel, felt, like, really progressed her relationship was the one with Ben, because he does talk about how when he was in high school, he was fat, and he knew that girls would never like the fat guy, so he... Oh, this... He didn't so, say it like that, though. He was just, like... But he developed an eating disorder where he was bulimic for over 10 yeah, years. Yeah, which was actually super strong of him, in a way, because it's, like coming to terms he was telling his story mm-hmm. and he was doing it a lot better than zach did and yeah. zach had a whole day to do it yeah in my perspective and i think it's important because you don't hear men talk about eating disorders very often yeah. but isn't it like one in 10 or one in 20 men goes through an eating disorder yeah so the fact that you never hear men talk about eating disorders is kind of like crazy so it was nice to see ben 
like Being be okay. like I'm I've come to terms with who I am I've come to terms with my body yeah. like this is what I've been through and then it made him stripping down naked and standing there in front of her mean more and it also he didn't take full credit for his recovery either he said yeah. you know I probably wouldn't be here if it wasn't for my sister mm-hmm. you know who helped me get through that and to me that's like a huge thing yeah you know he wasn't like giving credit to like a rehab thing like he was like yeah my sister was there she was the only one that knew about it right the only one i could confide in Mm -hmm. so she helped me get through it you know and i think that's really awesome to have that kind of relationship with your sister and that is the kind of relationship you should have with your sister hopefully yeah so she ends up giving ben the date rose as she should have i would have kind of been upset had she given it to anybody else i mean ray did come this actually kind of bothered me Ray was the first one. You mean one to, Riley? Riley, yeah. Um, Riley was the first one to pull Tasia aside. Mm-hmm. And it felt like he had to pull her aside to try to explain more in depth about his story. Because, like, she didn't ask him about his story. Like, he just started to talk about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, right away. And to me, that's kind of like shining a light in her eyes a little bit. I felt like the entire date was the guys just trying to one-up sob stories. And yeah. I felt like Ben's was the only one that came across as being genuine. genuine. For sure. Um, But for sure. after she gives Ben the date rose, she does call out Noah and Bennett. And she's like, she's you like, guys have some tension yeah. and we're going to get to the bottom of it. Something's going on here. Yeah. But before she gets to the bottom of it, she goes on that one-on-one date with Easy. And this was such a boring date to me that I literally wrote two lines. They go to Haunted House. They do. Haunted and uh, And I... Like, they were screaming, they were laughing, they were having a good time. But his attitude was a little weird. Why? Well, like, you you and I were talking about before, where he was kind of like, oh, I was just mimicking your behavior. I wasn't really scared. Oh, yeah. So they like, finish this whole day, and they, they, like, go to all these places. Apparently, the person that had resided where that... I think it was a fake story. Well, I don't think so. And he had been... Something happened. I don't know. His wife and daughter died like shortly after childbirth, and then he and then, he, and then he went crazy. And then he bought the land and built the resort there. So they're like, they it's haunted. We're like, oh, some people say it's haunted, but they basically put a bunch of dolls and stuff yeah, and crying and like noises in random stuff. rooms. So it was a cool idea. I think it would have been more fun with Blake. You know. Because I think Blake is more likely to, like, I don't know. He's kind of just there for fun. But I feel like Blake would also make a better protector. Yeah. Like, Izzy was not protecting her or trying to make her feel more comfortable. Yeah. It was, like, I don't know. I feel like this actually would have been a fun add-on to Ivan's date last time when they were playing all those games and doing bocce ball and stuff. Like, it would have been fun to just add this on as part of that So, Izzy did say something that made me uncomfortable and also made Lindsay a little uncomfortable too. Mm-hmm. He basically said that he wasn't scared because she was like, oh my God, you're so scared. And he was like, no, I wasn't. He was like, I was just, he's like, when people are in love, they mimic like others, the, the other person's behavior. Like, and that's what I was doing, mimicking your behavior because I, you know. And he was basically me, saying he was falling in love with her and then she decides not to give him the rose because she's like, well, I'm not in the same place. Like, yeah, like he was holding the relationship hostage in like, a yeah, sense. that's how and then, I was getting from like, it. yeah. And she 
at that point is like, this is our first one-on-one date. Yeah, like she wasn't giving, he wasn't like giving any wiggle room in mm-hmm. my perspective. Like he was like, this is how I feel about you. Don't you feel the same? And then it's like she has to make a decision now whether she's going to be like, no, I don't feel the same. And or, oh, I'm actually falling for you. Exactly. And that's like not fair is what she basically said too is she was like, it's not fair to you for me to give you a rose and then two or three rose ceremonies from now send you home. Exactly. And like yeah. have made you think that I'm also falling in love with you and like She's I'm basically not there. like you're already way too like. Behind. Well, no, you're like way like the things you're saying are just like like maybe if we had gone on a few dates but i also feel like their relationship is kind of behind yeah i think so too so it didn't make a lot of sense like he was making a very um hail mary move there yeah no pun intended so he gets sent home and then jojo comes in and tells noah well first she tells the guys that their cocktail ceremony wasn't happening then but it would happen later but before the cocktail party noah and bennett we're going to have to go and do a two-on-one with Tasia, where one gets a rose and one goes home. And before they sat down together, Andrew and I both guessed who we thought was going to be the one to go home. Well, we didn't know if they were going to show or not. Which they don't, because I had a feeling they were going to cut it off before yeah, she made a decision. Yeah, but we didn't want to... I wanted to know what Lindsay but thought, now so... we, But now we can talk about it with you guys now, so you can know if we're right or wrong. Uh, Lindsay thinks Noah is going to not get the rose. Well, that's what I said before I saw them sit down and have this conversation with her. Okay. But as soon as Bennett took out that gift to give to Noah, I was like, Bennett's going home. I actually think that Bennett won't be going home. Mm. And the main reason is because she starts questioning whether she made the right decision. Mm-hmm. And I think Bennett, I don't think those gifts alone make Bennett look like a jerk. Like mm. if you look at the gifts, it's like socks with a mustache on it. Okay, well, the first gift was like a red bandana because he's like, you came from a farm, no bad blood, whatever. And then the second one was like, Oh, socks from a mu- with mustaches on them that I've already worn, but I washed them for you because you should never have a mustache on your face again or whatever it was. It was a little constant, And then yeah. the third one was like a book on emotional intelligence. And he's like, you only possess one of the four signs of emotional intelligence. So you need this book. Yeah. He was a little bit crass about it. It was like really condescending. Like when he first said he had the gift, I was like, that's really nice. This it's is going to really be thoughtful. like a really big bonus yeah. for him. And even when the first item comes out, the bandana, I'm like, okay. Yeah. And then the socks, I was like, eh. He comes off a little A little passive aggressive, but okay. And then the third, like the book, I think was just the point that it went a little overboard. Although he does defend himself very well. I'm wondering, do you think she sends both of them home and then brings one of them back? I've never seen anyone bring anyone back, so... I... It's happened. Okay, well, I don't know. We'll just have to wait and see. I still think Noah's going home. Lindsay thinks Bennett's going home after that little shenanigans. And that concludes our episode today. Yeah, so we will talk to you guys next week for another episode of The Batch Report, where hopefully there's going to be a little bit less teenage boy drama.